Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to Mark chapter 11, please. Mark chapter 11. Oh, did I get the wrong one? Oh, you gave me a good full one. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And, I mean, I, oh, I hope I say it right. Anundi. Did I say it right? Namdi. Oh. He said it has two ends, and so I pronounced both ends, but I pronounced them wrong. <laughs> That's why I just call him Andy. Yeah. He came and picked us up from the airport, and he came and picked us up this morning, and sat down and ate breakfast with us. Oh, it was just good. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're there, say, I'm there. I have no desire to give you anything of myself today. I only have desire that you receive of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so when, when uh, last night, I, I had many other things to, to, to share with you, but last night I'm laying down trying to go to sleep, and the Holy Ghost begins talking to me. And, and, and he begins to share some things with me about that. I'm like, Lord, that's old message. It's good message, but it's old message. This, this is stuff that, that everybody has got to know by now. And then he gives me the next line. He said, yeah, I know, Lord, but they, they know that already. Certainly they know that. I know Brother Corey. I, they know that already. And then he gives me the next line. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hush now. And so I just grabbed a pen and paper and wrote some things down and then woke up this morning. And, uh, and, and so here we go. Are you ready? Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Familiar verse to anyone? Yeah, very familiar verse. Uh, for, let's, let's read it together. Here we go. For verily I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Mark 11 23. Now Mark eleven twenty four 24 is good, 25 is good, 26 is good, it's all good. But uh, say this phrase after me, please. My words, my words. Are, my faith are my faith speaking. One more time. My words, my words. Are, my faith speaking. are my faith speaking. Let's all say it together. Here we go. My words are my faith speaking. This phrase in this verse here, it says, uh, but shall believe, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. That phrase there, shall believe, it presents a problem. It presents a problem. It also presents a blessing. It presents an opportunity as well as a roadblock. But shall believe, if, 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 uh, if, we don't believe what we pray for. You, you don't get it, you know. But yet, at the same time, we know that there are there are some things that we are going to pray for uh, that we don't have a full grasp on, and so we have this problem with the idea of is believing up here or is believing down here. Well, in this verse, it says, "It shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith." So, if the doubting is not supposed to happen in the heart, well, then where would the believing supposed to happen? 
in the heart. No doubting in the heart, but say. So therefore we believe in the heart and say. I believe, therefore I have spoken. I believe, therefore I have spoken. But here's the, here's the thing. We'll, we'll look at this a little bit more. If you don't believe, don't speak. If we don't yet believe, don't speak. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. So, uh, so we have this blessing and a problem presented at the same time with this belief that's supposed to be in our heart. So here's, here's, the, here's the problem side. We say things sometimes that we don't mean. We say things sometimes that we don't want. We say things sometimes that we don't believe. Now, it's a good thing that everything just doesn't happen like that when we say something. I, I, was, I was speaking with a, a brother the other day. And I, I misunderstood his, his language because he doesn't speak English very well. And, and he is from uh, close to Mount Ararat. Okay. Uh, so that, that area there. The far east side, the Iranian border. Uh, and so he's over there. And he said, in, in my area where I live, you can feel var. Huh? You know, var. I said, what is, what is var? He said, uh, like, God and Satan fight? And I'm like, oh, brother, brother, don't get lost in that. The, the devil's been defeated. Jesus won the victory. They're not in some boxing ring fighting each other or whatever. Jesus already won the victory. And so I just get to preaching to him. He's like, no, I, I know. I understand. Maybe you don't understand. <laughs> he said, not, not God and Satan, okay, but good force and evil force? Var? I'm like, what, what is this var? And Dan Bean, who was with us, he goes, oh, war. And, you know, he's like, you gotta, they don't have a W over there. They have a W over here? No W. You have no W. And so, I, I, you know, it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. I, you know, I didn't understand. Var. What is Var. War. He says, you can feel war. He's right on the Iranian border. Yeah, you better believe it. You can feel war. You can feel war. And uh, Anyway, so why did I tell Oh, yeah, yeah, saying things, saying things. We've got to be careful what, what we say. But it's a, it's a good thing that every word that we say just doesn't all of a sudden, boom. But this is, however, a creative force. How did God create the worlds? With his hands? No, with his words. The tongue is a creative force. We can speak things into existence. When Jesus caused the fig tree to die and wither up from the ground, how did he do it? Did he get a shovel and an axe and kill the roots? Did he spray Roundup on it? No, with his words. I curse you. You die down to the very root. 
How dare you take up space in the earth? Soak up nutrients from the ground and not produce anything. Now, isn't that heavy? Let that not ever be said of you. (laughs) But with his words, he killed that thing. So there are some times where we speak life and there are other times where we speak death. But we have to know what to bring life to. We have to know what to bring death to. So you might end up, if, if, our, if our words instantly created things, we would get ourselves in trouble all the time, both on the bad end of the spectrum and the good end. We would have such a power that, that it's like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I feel sick. You know, ter- you know terrible sickness, you know. Uh, so there, there is a time aspect that takes place when we use our words. And, and here's, here's the idea, and this is, I want you to think with me for a moment. When we speak words, the, the, the root word, the, the original word of the word, word, now that's confusing, uh, but is the same word used for seed. In the beginning, in the Hebrew language, word and seed are the same word okay here's the example in the new testament jesus tells the parable about the sower who went to sow the no word he uses the analogy of seed but he tells the disciples the seed is the word of god i'm not talking about corn who cares about corn anybody like corn you eat corn here you like corn all right I'm not, I'm not talking about corn. I'm talking about God's word, the word. And so when we, when we say things, we plant things. Yeah. We plant things. And if you keep planting apple seed, what are you eventually going to get? Apples. It's not complicated. So if, it, but if we keep speaking death, eventually we're going to get death so if i kept saying it's cold it's cold it's cold and i kept saying it long enough i'm either everybody else is going to get cold with me or i'm going to be the only one cold but i'm going to be cold i'm going to create cold in my life yeah if i say it long enough winter will come and then we'll all be cold together you know so (laughs) yeah six months keep saying it just keep confessing that word brother don't give up it will come hallelujah uh, I, I think I, Pastor Layla was telling me this morning that we brought the cool weather with us. This is a beautiful weekend here. Beautiful weather. You like this. It's not 90 degrees outside. You can walk down the street and not break into a sweat in five seconds. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Okay, so uh, sometimes we say things. We don't mean it. We don't want it. But yet we've said it. Have you ever said, oh, I'm so stupid? No, nobody, nobody, nobody said that. Nobody has ever said that. Oh, man, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? Or maybe you said it to your spouse, you know. It's a good thing. Poof, you're an idiot. (laughs) It's a good thing that that doesn't happen. All right. 
So here's the problem. What is the problem? But everybody knows I was just kidding. It was just a statement. It, it, it was, it's, it's, just a funny, it's just a funny joke, you know. Uh, it's a, okay, I, I understand, but here's what happens. Our mind and our body and the atmosphere around us gets confused. Did he mean it? Was he just kidding? So then we say, oh, I feel sick. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Well, which one? Which one is the body supposed to believe? The first one? Oh, I feel sick. Or the second one? By his stripes, I am healed. Which one? Well, what we want is the by his stripes, I'm healed side. If that's what I want, why did I say the other? I brought both onto the scene. I planted both seeds. And then both seeds have opportunity to grow. And Jesus said, you got to let them grow up together. And then you pull the terrors out because otherwise you'll destroy them. So both, both grow up at the same time and, until I can finally figure it out. And I got to work to convince my body. I got to work to convince the atmosphere around me of what it is that I really desire. But if I could have tamed this little mighty member like James talked about, bridle that tongue. Let no corrupt word depart out of my mouth. Have you ever heard the scripture, life and death are in the power of the tongue? But did you hear what Jesus said about himself? The words that I speak are spirit and life. Not that he didn't have power of death. We just talked about him cursing the fig tree. But what he means is, I speak no corrupt word. And we wonder, Jesus, how is it that you could do all these things and I can't? Your message from Wednesday night. The disciples come, come out of him, come out of him, come Come out of him, come out of him. And you can't get the devil out. Wear yourself flat out trying to get things to change. Jesus... You come and you say, hey, devil, go. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Why is it I'm working so hard to get this done? Because Jesus, every word he spoke, he believed. He let nothing contrary to God's word ever come out of his mouth. But it, not just what he believed, but what everyone else around believed also, the devil included. The atmosphere around him knowing if Jesus spoke it, it not shall be, it is. It may not have manifested in, 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 the, vis, in the visible yet, but when Jesus spoke it, it happened. Might take some time for us to see it. But at the moment he spoke, because everything around believed those words. Jesus means business. He's not kidding. Well, do you, do you think he's, he's serious this time? Oh, yeah, he's serious this time. See, that's why the devil could say, now Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And, the, and I'm going to add to the story. And the reason I have the authority to ask who are you is because you don't know who you are. I know who you are. I'm not asking for my own knowledge. I'm being the devil for a moment. You realize that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for my understanding. I'm questioning, do you know who you are? 
What answer are you going to give me? It's Adam and Eve in the garden. Jesus coming along and said, where are you? I can't see you. No, he knew where they were. It wasn't God needing to know. It was Adam needing to know. Where was Adam going to place himself? Was he going to come out of hiding or was he going to cover himself? New Test- Let's New Testament this for a second. Was he going to come under the blood or was he going to come under his own? Mm. Okay, we won't go there. That's a whole other message. So, so the, 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 the devil's saying, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And again, not a question of whether the, the devil knew. He, he, probably, he could call you by name. He's not asking for your name. He's asking for how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? And the answer that comes back makes the fork in the road a reality. Which way am I going to go? So, so uh, let's turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We were in Mark 11, so it's only a couple chapters back. Mark chapter 4. We all know the story. Beginning in, in verse 35. The same day when the evening was come, he said to them, Jesus said to the disciples, Let's go to the other side of the lake. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. So there's a big ship and some little ships, all traveling together. Where are they going? Where are they going? Everybody speaks English here. Where are they going? Thank you very much. I love hearing your voice. You make me happy when you, when you talk back. See, we don't want our kids to talk back, but you ain't my kids. <laughs> Where are they going? To the other side. Where did Jesus say we were going? See, when he said, uh, well, I, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Now you know where I'm going. <laughs> and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him. Even as he was in the ship, there was also with him little ships. And a big storm of wind came, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Full of what? Water. Full of water. And he was in the back of the boat, asleep on a pillow, sitting at the treasury. Patience, waiting, not in a hurry. I know where I'm going. I know I will get there. I'm not worried about this thing. It's a good time for a nap. Everybody else can row and tend to things, but I'm going to sleep. They don't have to speak at the next meeting. They didn't speak at the last meeting. I'm going to sleep. It's Jesus. Yeah, everybody with me? So he's in the back of there, and all the disciples, they start getting all worried. Master, don't you care that we're, that we die? Do you see that there in the King James? Master, carest thou not that we perish? They didn't talk like that. Jesus, don't you care that we're dying? Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you see the conflict? Jesus said, we're going. The disciples said, we're dying. 
Jesus said, we're going. Where are we going? It wasn't a request. It was a command. Let us go. So it sounds like a question. See, our modern day world, we think, well, that's, that Jesus has this idea of where he wants to go, and maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. No. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And the disciples end up saying, it doesn't look like we're going to the other side. It looks like we're dying. And Jesus got up, and he rebuked the wind, and, next word, said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Why is it that you don't have any faith? In Luke, the same story in Luke He says, where is your faith? And they feared exceedingly because of the storm. Anybody going to correct me? (laughs) I know you're sitting back waiting, but not getting any response. They, they, They feared exceedingly because of the storm. No, they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what kind of guy is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. See, if we watch the movies, you know, you, you see that Jesus gets up. Peace, be still. No, I, I, think, I think Jesus was still laying down. <laughs> Fellas, what's wrong with you, man? I'm taking a nap. What? what? Die? What are, you, what are you talking? Oh, peace, be still. You know, I know it says he arose, but that just means he woke up. Anybody talk in your sleep? Okay. Jesus wasn't talking in, in, his, in his sleep. Sometimes he talking. Yeah. Jesus wasn't talking. He, he got up, but we make it sound like he got up. He climbed to the highest part of the ship. You know, unless I can raise up above this storm. You know, uh, he raises up high above principality. You ever hear of the stories that people go charter airplanes and they got to fly up high above their city? Oh, there's so much depression in our city. There's so much work of the enemy in our city. We got to get above all that. We're going to charter an airplane and fill it with 250 people and pray in tongues for 17 days before we go up. And then when we go up, we can, we can break the power. No. Jesus from the bottom of the boat, the back of the boat, from behind it all. Peace be still. <sighs> Sometimes I wonder, was he telling the peace of the disciples or the peace of the storm? like I was just fine in the middle of this storm the storm didn't wake me up you woke me up you realize that right the storm didn't wake him up the disciples went to him Jesus 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 shut up peace be still that's a nice way that's a nice way hush no and he got any commands he commands the wind and, and, and the waves oh I lost my place where were we the wind, the wind, the wind blew my, my, my page. Mark 4. Why are you so, <laughs> why are you so feel for, fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, 
What kind of guy? Notice they said man. What kind of man is this? Everything Jesus did, he did as a man. Anointed of God, but as a man. His power was not in his divinity. The scripture said he laid aside his royal robes of deity and came to earth as a man. What he did on the earth, he did as a man. How many men do we have in here? Yeah. And they'll make you better than the women. So it doesn't mean male. It means mankind. So how many mankind do we have in here? Some, some people are from somewhere else. He did, as a, he did as a human. How many humans do we have in the room? Yeah. And he did it by the anointing. Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. When he was baptized, the Spirit of God coming and descending upon him, right? Have you been baptized in that same anointing? Are you filled with that same anointing? Then the same things that Jesus did, you can do. But I'm just a man. Exactly. That's the glory of the gospel. In this earthen vessel are the treasures of heaven. The powers of God through man. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Next chapter, very first verse. And they came over unto the other side. They ended up where Jesus said they were going. Why? Because Jesus said so. It's because he said so. I get, hey, listen, I get scared sometimes in between point A and point B. Knowing I was coming here with the great respect and love that I have for Brother Corey. And for the ministry that, that he's been fed by, Rodney Howard Brown, a ministry that I, I went to, to school there as, as well. And, and uh, you know, uh, with, the, with the, that great mutual respect that we have, um, I, I, I consider this opportunity, hear me correctly, uh, to be a fearful thing, a, a holy fearful thing. In other words, I don't count it lightly. It's like, well, it's just another service, just another place to go. If I wasn't preaching there, I'd be preaching at home in Lakeland. No big deal. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It means, it means something. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, every, 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 every man of God, every woman of God, I can tell you, they get scared from sometimes between point A and point B. You know, you look, you look at your pastors, or you're some, some other guest speaker that's going to come through. If I, was, if I was only like them, but you are. If I was only like Jesus, but you are. You are a human anointed of the Holy Ghost. And a human anointed of the Holy Ghost is still human, but you become like superhuman. Put on your cape and fly around the room. Don't, don't limit yourself to what the Holy Ghost can do in you and through you. Jesus said it himself, the works that I do shall you do and greater works shall you do. Why? Because I got to go. 
you're going to be here a little longer than I am. You can do more than I did. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. So uh, let's look at this story again. Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The, the disciples had so little confidence in what people say that they didn't even, that they didn't even believe Jesus. They had so little confidence in the words that people speak that when Jesus said, let's go to the other side, they didn't, they didn't hear command, they heard suggestion. You with me? We have to develop such a confidence and, and we have to convince our body and the atmosphere around us that when I speak, I mean it. How do we do that? By not saying stuff we don't mean. When I come into a service, the, the, uh, I, was, I was reminded, it was actually, it was at the Ministers and Leaders Conference this, this past, uh, yeah, in May. And uh, Pastor Rodney was up speaking, and uh, he, uh, I don't remember what his message was about, to be honest. I, I couldn't give you one verse that he, that he was saying, because there was one thing that I heard, and that's what stuck with me. He was sharing about, uh, you know, the ministry is going awesome. I mean, they're traveling the world, big crowds, blessing people. The, 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 the world is changing, you know, and it's, it's just an incredible move of, of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord reminded him of what, he, of what he had told Pastor Rodney. And so Brother Rodney mentions this. You may have heard this phrase before, but he says, Give me opportunity to move, and I will move. Now, when he said that, and I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, for, for 25 years, I can't tell you how many times I've heard him share that story. But this time when he shared that story, the Holy Ghost quickened unto me. He said, what did I tell you? I was wrestling with some things in my own life, my own ministry, not seeing some results that I desired to see and that, that type of thing. And, and, and so when Brother Rodney said that, the Holy Spirit said to me, what did I tell you? I said, you said, create an atmosphere for me to move and people will have an encounter with God. Create an atmosphere. I shortened it at some point in time. Create an atmosphere for people to have an encounter with God. So when I come into a service now, I did it today. I did it all through the conference. I realized out of that, the Holy Spirit, by direction of the Father, has given me an ability to change an atmosphere because he said create an atmosphere and people will have an encounter with God he gave me a command create an atmosphere create an atmosphere so I take that and I say well then when I have the responsibility in a, in a service I can change the atmosphere I can change the atmosphere. So, so I, I'm up here and say, I, in the name of Jesus, I create an atmosphere in here where people can have an encounter with the living God, can have an encounter with Jesus. I create an atmosphere. If I'm going to go out on the, on the street and, and I'm going to witness to people, they, they're gonna, I want them to have an encounter with God. You say, but yeah, but now you're not in a small room. Are you going to con control the atmosphere? I don't care about the rain. I don't care about the sunshine. That's not the atmosphere. It's the spiritual atmosphere. I create an atmosphere conducive to the movement of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can do the same thing. You go up to talk to somebody and say, well, what if they don't listen to me? What if they don't like what? I, well, what if they do? Well, quit the what if. 
when I speak to them, they will hear the words of life. When I speak to them, they will receive the message of the gospel. They might not know it yet, but they'll get it later. Some people will get it now. Other people get it later. But one way or the other, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They will receive. They will receive. One way or the other, we're getting to that other side. But see, the disciples, they're they're, kind of in this world more so maybe like, like some people you know, not you. But some, some people you know. And, and they say, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I know. I know what Jesus said, but. I know he told me to do this, but. I know he said this would come in, but. I mean, look, look at the bank account. You know, I, I, I know he said I, 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 would, I would have opportunity to, to preach to the, this kind of people or that kind of but, but But, I mean, look what's going on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what about the time? Seed time and, and harvest. So, all right. So, I can picture Jesus getting up and saying, didn't I say we were going to the other side? Guys, man, what are you worried about? Didn't I say we were going to the other side? Yes, yes, but, but we're, we're just, we just were saying that, you know, we thought you might be saying that it's what you wanted to do. And Jesus would respond back, well, I was saying what I wanted to do. What I say is what I want. What I say is what I want. And I get what I want. What I say is what I desire, and I get what I say. His word is his will. Can you say that, please? His word is his will. Just like my word is my will. His word is his will, just like my word is my will. Yeah, that was a long, long phrase, a little tougher there. Let me give you this little story. There's this little boy. His name is Timmy. Timmy's probably not a, a Turkish name. No. But anybody know anybody named Timmy? Okay. So there's this little boy named Timmy. And Timmy is sitting at the dinner table. And all the family is in town. There's like 30 people all crowded in the room. Just having a celebration. And anytime you have a celebration, you got to have food or it's not a good celebration. Well, amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, little Timmy, he wanted some ketchup for his French fries. You like ketchup on your French fries? I'm making you hungry. Anybody ready to go to lunch? <laughs> little Timmy wanted some ketchup for his French fries. And he says, would someone please pass the ketchup? All the noise, all the chaos, all the fun, the celebration, all the conversation going on. Little Timmy, he's just a 12-year-old little boy. He just wants some ketchup for his french fries. Poor little Timmy. He says, could, could I have some ketchup? Would somebody please pass some ketchup? Well, this, this continues on for a little while, and, and, and all of a sudden, someone please give me ketchup! And the room got quiet. And his dad stands up, says, Timmy, how rude of you, boy. Go to your room. No dessert for you. That was rude of you to yell out and interrupt everybody like that. I'm sorry, Dad. And he goes to his room. Well, after, after dessert, Uncle Goodwill says, hey, I, I, was, I got this new recorder, and I was recording our, our conversations of the day. 
And, and uh, I just thought it would be cool. Let's just listen to a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead, hit, hit play. So Uncle Goodwill hits play on his recorder. And they're hearing the conversations, and they hear this little voice. Um, could someone please pass the ketchup? A little louder. Would someone please pass the ketchup? Several minutes, little Timmy was asking somebody to pass the ketchup until finally he just hollered out, Pass the ketchup! And the dad, oh, I'm so sorry. I got on to my boy for yelling, and really, we all ignored him for so long until out of frustration he hollered out. How many times have we done that to the Lord? He has asked us nicely. Would you go do this for me? But with all the chaos and all the noise and all the conversation and all the celebration and my mouth is full and I got my, my ear over here on this, on this conversation over here. And, and, but even though, even though little Timmy, even though Jesus is sitting right next to me, whisper, right? Call me, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested over here. And then a little later on, I'm interested over here in this conversation. And all along, Jesus is speaking a little louder, a little louder, until finally he says, do this. Jeez, God, relax. Why didn't you just ask me? You don't have to yell at me. And he's like, you have no idea how long I've been asking. That's what happens sometimes when we hear something softly and don't perceive it as being command. Just because something is said softly does not mean it's not a command. It's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. No matter how loud you shout it or how soft you read it, the command is the same. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you, whether He said it softly or whether He has said it loudly, His will is just the same. His desire is just the same. He wants to get the job done and He wants to use you to do it. Don't make him shout at you to get the job done. We must learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit even when the voice is small. Even when it seems like it might just be an idea. If it's God's idea, it's what he wants. It's what he wants to have done. We've got to learn how to move with that. How to move with that. I want to, I want to move to this, this last, last thought here. And it's out of Matthew chapter 12. Verses 25 through 37, and we won't read this, this whole thing. Matthew 12, 25 starts out, and it says, Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. You say, how does that fit in what we're talking about? It fits in what we're talking about because sometimes we say things we don't mean, and then we have to combat what we didn't mean with things that we do mean. And we confuse our body, we confuse our mind, we confuse our friends, we confuse everybody else around us, we confuse the atmosphere around us. When do I obey and when do I ignore? We create confusion, not meaning to, not intending to, because we say things, well, I won't have enough money to do that. Well, I, I don't have the strength to, to, to do that. Well, Lord, uh, you, know, you, you, you hear me? You with me on that? Yes. 
All right? And so we divide our own house. We divide our own body. It doesn't know which way, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Do I go left? Do I go right? So we, we have to uh, come, come sure and true into our words to where we are only speaking, only declaring the things that God wants us to declare. Uh, for, for time's sake, jump over down to verse 30, please. Jesus said, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather me, whoever does not gather with me scatters. So you're either gathering or scattering. There's no middle area. There's no middle ground. You're either gathering or you're scattering. Uh, well, it's, again, time's sake, jump to verse 33. Let's, let's make sure we place this in the context of what we're talking here. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34, you brood of vipers. Everybody thinks Jesus was so sweet. Jesus, he's such a loving guy. Jesus is just always so kind and, and gentle. He, he will only ever make you feel good about yourself. They didn't read their Bible. You brood of vipers. Not you. I know I looked at you, but not, not you. You brood of vipers. You... You bunch of snakes. That's what that means. You bunch of poisonous snakes. <sighs> Out of the abundance. Uh-uh, I'm sorry, I missed it. You brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you're evil? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Are you righteous or are you not? Do you speak out of your righteousness or do you speak out of unrighteousness? When, when you speak, when you live, when you function, are you functioning in your righteousness that Jesus gave you? Or do you put that coat on and take it off when you want to? Hello, anybody with me? Yes. And we confuse our body and the atmosphere around us. Well, is this the righteous John or is this the unrighteous John talking right now? Stay! We must stay in our position of righteousness. We must always speak from our position of righteousness. Hallelujah. All right. How can you speak good when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now we're going to begin to make a little, little change, just a little veer here. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good fruit. The evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil fruit. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Now, I'm not meaning to bring you a heavy message. I'm not trying to beat you at all. What, I'm, what, I'm, what I am wanting you to see is the words of life and death are in your tongue. And the world is listening, both the people and nature. Jesus spoke to the storm. He said to us, Mark eleven twenty three 23 is where we started. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, whosoever shall... Say unto that mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. How do you move a mountain? With a bulldozer? 
in the natural. But you got a bulldozer in your mouth. Dynamite. Dunamis. That's why you said, how many dunamis? Who, who was it? Where, I don't know where she went. How many, how many dunamis people do we have? I was like, and then he's like, oh, no, no, that's, that's for the young people. He was calling me old. You were calling me old. I'm a dunamis person. Hallelujah. I don't care how old you are. You're a dunamis person. Glory be to God. How do you move a mountain? With the dunamis of the Spirit. How do you light the fuse? With your words. You ever blown something up? Of course. Are you allowed to do that? Here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boom! Blow Stuff goes flying everywhere. But what we do is we walk in, sometimes walk into a situation and think, well, I don't know. I think I'll be quiet. I've never heard quiet dynamite. <laughs> I've never heard a quiet bulldozer. Y'all live in a big city. There's construction going on all the time. And they're probably working around the clock on some of these buildings. It's like, I wish they would stop that. I'm trying to sleep. They would keep me awake. There's no peace and quiet. Every noise, noise, noise. Yeah, when you're going to get business done, it, it takes noise. Sometimes it takes dynamite. It's, it, activity, activity. I love the fact that always uh, that thing, just scroll. Activity, activity. Stuff going on. Not for the purpose of having something to do, but, but for building something. For creating and making. Not just having a full calendar. But getting the job done, there's a lot to be built here in Turkey. I don't mean buildings. I'm talking about spiritual. There's a lot to do. That means doers do stuff. People who don't do, they don't do nothing. God's not looking for somebody who's waiting around for something to do. God's looking for people that are doing stuff. Do you get that idea? Can you imagine Jesus looking over the banisters of heaven and saying, who should we get to go do this for us? Oh, look at that guy. He's laying there. He's got an empty calendar. He doesn't have nothing to do. Let's give it to him. No. Who's already doing what I said to do? Who's already busy about my business? Doubting Thomas up there says, yeah, but Jesus, I don't know if he can handle anymore. He's already got a full schedule. Jesus always does things a little differently than the mind. The spirit will always push you in ways that are contrary to the mind. I think that's why they call it the cross. Cross, it crosses the system of this world. X. It's always the world saying going up and Jesus says, nope, go that way. The world says, hush. Jesus says, shout. The world says, be still. Jesus says, dance. The world says, dance. Jesus says, be still. Yeah, it's, all, it's always contrary. It, it takes a long time for the flesh to get in, in the order of God's things. After a while, my, my flesh got to learning that God's way is better. And if Jesus said to run, and my flesh says, but I'm tired... After a while, it got to know, well, wait a second. Every time I do what Jesus says, I get to feeling really good. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm tired. I, I, I want to rest. Yeah, but Jesus is saying to run. There must be some energy that he's going to give me out of the run. Like he didn't know my body was tired. Like he didn't know what I needed. 
That was off, off subject there, but that is... Whatever you fill yourself with is what is going to come out of your mouth. You fill yourself with poison, then poison will spew out of your mouth. You brood of vipers. Poison. Whatever you fill yourself with is what's going to come out. You fill yourself with life, then life is going to come out of your mouth. You say, well, where do I get these words to say? From the book of life. It's like, I don't feel like praising. So you open up your Bible to the book of Psalms and you just you start reading somebody else's words until they become your own. You fill it up so that you have something to give out. You fill up the well and you start sprinkling water everywhere. Hallelujah. 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 Whatever you fill yourself with is what's going to come out. Spirit in, spirit out. Spirit in, spirit out. Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. Be not drunk with wine. Don't fill yourself up with that stuff. Why? Because then comes all sorts of troubles and problems and lasciviousness. And, and it, right? Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. That word excess just really doesn't give enough meaning there. But all sorts of excesses that are just going to cause trouble. You get drunk with wine. You wake up the next morning and you find out you wrecked your car. You kicked the dog when you walked in the door. You lost your keys, so you had to bust the window to get in. Cost you way too much. But if you fill yourself up with the Holy Ghost, what happens? Spirit in, spirit out. But be ye filled with the Spirit speaking. You hear that? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Through the book of Acts, every time they got filled with this, it says, and they, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. There's something about getting that spirit man full that causes the mouth to begin to speak. You walk up to a challenge, but you just left Holy Ghost conference. You're so full, and you walk up to one of those challenges that normally would have put you on your face, but not this time. I'm full. I speak to that mountain. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. You walk into a, <coughs> into, into a situation on, on your job, <clears throat> and normally it would have caused problems for you. Excuse me. That's that. Six days of shouting. Hallelujah. You, you have a situation on your job. And you say, this doesn't look good. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. I don't, know, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. But you say, I can't quit because i got to pay my bills. Jesus, what am I going to do? And you get down and on your knees in your prayer closet. What are you doing? Filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up. And you say, oh, okay. I'm full. I can handle this day now. I can go for it. And then you get there, and all of a sudden, words start coming out of your mouth. What am I doing? I'm speaking. I'm creating atmosphere. I'm changing things. You've got to know you have that kind of power. You have that kind of ability. But what goes in is what's going to come out. You start putting in, oh, this is a terrible job. I hate this job. I don't want to be here anymore. My boss is mean. My coworkers mean. They don't respect me. They don't like me. They don't pay me enough. Then all you're going to do when you get there is complain, 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 because that's all you've been filling yourself up with. But instead, he goes, I got the victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. 
Every situation I touch prospers. Why? Because the blessings of God are on my life. Everything my hands touch prosper. My boss is going to become the richest boss in Istanbul. This business is going to be the best business in Istanbul. Why? Because they got me as an employee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what Joseph did. Egypt prospered. Why? Because of Egypt? No, because of Joseph. Because the God in the middle of, of Egypt. Not Egypt's God. Joseph's God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last verse here. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13, 52. It's the last verse of Acts 13. Yeah, some of you started reading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 This is a place where you have learned how to be filled with joy. What you, if, if you don't know already, you should know that you can be filled with joy just as much on Monday as you are on Sunday. Just as much on Tuesday or as you are in a Wednesday night service. That joy is not meant for services. That joy is meant for service. You're with me. It's not meant for the 11 a.m. Sunday service. Oh, let's go because there's going to be joy there. No, the purpose of the joy is not from 11 to 1.30 or whatever. The purpose of the joy is throughout for throughout life. Amen. Hallelujah. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Now, if you do some study on that verse, you will find that you could insert this word in the middle of that verse. Continually. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. We read out of Ephesians, and, and be not drunk with wine, but be filled. But be ye being filled, continually being filled. You have the ability to fill yourself up. Like Pastor Goodwill was saying, I can't get hungry for you, and you can't get hungry for me. I can't fill you. You say, but isn't that what you're doing right now? No, I'm speaking. I'm just speaking. The Holy Ghost is the one who does the filling. If you got your lid on the bottle, the bottle don't get full. At the Holy Spirit conference that we were just doing, I, I used several different examples. There's a variety of, of languages there as well. And, and so I, I took this picture. Big bottle, small little opening. And if it were raining outside and I wanted to catch the rainwater, what do I need to help get rainwater through the small opening into the big bottle? I need a funnel. I need a funnel. I need to make the opening as big as possible. Amen. The bigger the opening I create for myself, the faster I get filled. So I have learned how to make my opening wide. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Hallelujah. There's that speaking again. Don't think about what you're going to say when you're brought before the council. 
just show up and I'll show up with you. But if you keep this thing shut, I can't say nothing. But if you'll open it, I will speak. And it won't be your words that get the job done. It'll be my words that get the job done. The Holy Ghost speaking through you. Hallelujah. You don't have any power in the natural to say unto a mountain and be, be removed. How many times have people walked up the mountains and tried that? You ever done something like that? I tried to walk on water before. I sunk. I got wet. But I didn't believe because I had my bathing suit on. <laughs> no wonder, yeah. <laughs> you have the words of eternal life. You have creative power, a creative force right there. Right there and right there is connected to right here. This is the valve. This is the sprinkler. This is the source. The source. This has to be connected to this rather than this being connected to this. Disconnect this. Connect this. Speak words of life. Create atmosphere for yourself. For the spirit of God around you. Create atmosphere. Whatever you are filled with is what will come out. Fill yourself up to overflowing. To overflowing. Where you just can't help but to get somebody else wet around you. It doesn't even have to be done on purpose. It's just done by accident. It's hard to carry a full bucket of water without spilling some. Hallelujah. Take the lid off. Take the lid off. God doesn't want to just fill you. He wants to overflow, 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 overflow all the time. Rivers of living water springing up in the new life, but there's everlasting life flowing out of you. The Spirit of God, the waters, the waters of God flowing from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus.